Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Thank you for checking in once again to Brian Carter 998 49ers podcast. And I uh, appreciate you for being patient. Finally getting out the Colts preview podcast. It is 1 a.m. <laughs> Saturday night. I just spent a couple hours watching the last four Colts games, uh, looking up data and checking in on all the reports and trying to put my thoughts together for this game because I had some thoughts beforehand and I went in and like I said, I, I literally just watched the Colts the last four games they played. So, uh, you know, the last four games, um, and let's get right into it because uh, it's a little late. I'm a little loopy. You're probably listening to this. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. Good for you, by the way. I hope that you're ready to enjoy a glorious football Sunday. Uh, but let's get right into this. So, <clears throat> the Colts' last four games. Uh, it was very interesting. Now, I don't really have a good transition other than just to get right into it. Because I've got a lot of notes and some thoughts. Um... The Colts currently are two and four. Now that is a bad record. And most two and four teams are bad football teams. After watching the last four games, I actually don't think the Colts are that bad. And here's why. They've won two of their last three. They almost beat the Ravens, and you could argue that they should have beat the Ravens because they missed a sub-50-yard field goal as the time expired. So you could argue they should have won their last three in a row. And then you go back, and they started the season 0-3, which is obviously not good when you start the season 0-3. However, their losses were... To the Rams, who are 5-1. and one. They lost to the Titans, who are 4-2 and two and just beat the Bills, who are a contender. And they lost to the Seahawks. And none of the Seahawks are bad, but it is Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson was healthy. So, you know, that is what it is. So, they lose their first three... But two of the first three are against, again, a 5-1 and one Rams team, a 4-2 and two Titans team. They absolutely crush the Texans. They absolutely crush the Dolphins. And then it takes a Lamar Jackson career game to come back and win it in overtime when the Colts should have won with a game-winning field goal. But their kicker was hurt, so they ended up missing multiple kicks in that game against the Ravens. So, this this team seems, after watching the last four games and looking at the other ones, they don't actually seem to be that bad. Uh, they actually, in my opinion, look to be... A team that should be four and two versus a two and four. We know that the NFL football 
It's a game of inches. You know, one play here, one play there uh, can make a big difference. And there's there's not a whole lot of difference between the two and four teams, the four and two teams, the two and three teams, the three and two teams, and the three and three teams. There's a reason why there's so many teams that are, you know, in that middle ground. And it's because there's not a whole lot of difference in the level of talent and coaching in a lot of the NFL. So, um, general thoughts after watching these games. Now, first thing I want to do is I want to go over... Let's see here. Should I go over injuries first or should I go over the games? So I'm going to go over just the injuries first, just because I think it'll help provide some context. Uh, So injury report for Sunday. The 49ers injuries are as follows. Quarterback Trey Lance is out. Defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw is out. uh, Defensive tackle Maurice Hurst is out. So we knew about Lance. We're missing... Two defensive tackles. Trent Williams, our left tackle, is doubtful. Uh, I really hope that he plays, but it looks like it's going to be rookie Jalen Moore. Uh, Nickel corner, Quan Williams, he is back. He's good to go. And running back, Jamichael Hasty is back from the IR. He is good to go. So that's the 49ers injury report. Uh, we're without our left tackle, most likely, and two defensive tackles uh, are two best defensive tackles really um, not counting DJ Jones because he's awesome now the Colts injuries the Colts are missing their top two wide receivers so T.Y. Hilton he is out Paris Campbell he is out they're also missing their right tackle uh, Braden Smith and they are missing a starting corner Rocky Sin and they are missing their free safety, uh, or maybe he's a strong safety, I don't know exactly, but safety, Julian Blackman, who's a very good safety. So the Colts have a lot of injuries as well. Uh, their all-pro offensive guard, Quentin Nelson, he is expected to play. They activated off of him the I activated him off of the IR. So um, with that context, I want to go over what I saw watching these games, and then I want to talk about some matchups, keys to the game, and how we can win this game, and just general thoughts. So, again, Colts are 2-4, and four. they beat two absolutely horrible teams, and they lost to three really, really good teams. And, in my opinion, they should be 3-3, three and three. They definitely do not look like a 2-4 and four team. And that was the main thing that stood out to me watching their last four games. Again, 2-4, and four, but they've won two of their last three. Carson Wentz, he is playing very well. Uh, this is the best Carson Wentz that we've seen outside of his 2017 campaign when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and he was a MVP. He was playing at an MVP level before he got hurt late in that season. According to PFF, they have him ranked as their number 13 quarterback with an 80.4 grade. And 
he seems to be playing very well. The, the general thing that I saw, he seemed like he felt comfortable knowing where he was going with the ball. He seemed to have pretty good pocket awareness and movement inside the pocket. And he was willing to throw deep, make those explosive passing plays. He knew when he knows generally when to check down. And he's not throwing a whole lot of dangerous. He's not making a whole lot of dangerous plays. So PFF calls it a turnover worthy play. Not a whole lot of those. So, you know, Carson Wentz is what we've known of him is usually he's a very, uh, I forget the exact word, but boomer bust gunslinger, uh, something along those lines, you know, there's a whole lot of variance, you know, where you get some very good and some very bad. So far, he's just overall been playing pretty darn well. The only real criticism that I could come that I could give is because he likes to buy so much time in the pocket and go for those deep shots. It does leave him susceptible to sacks. And their offensive line, specifically the tackles, so offensive left, offensive right tackles, have not been a strong point. Uh, But overall, Carson Wentz, he's playing well. So, um, just looking over some notes, the main things that stood out to me on the Colts, they have a very good run defense. And their front seven is very good. Uh, There were not a lot of runs that they allowed. It it was every time that I saw somebody trying to run on the Colts, they were getting stuffed at the defensive line. I am not a football genius, but I can tell that when teams are constantly running in, when they're running it and they're getting no gain, that's a good thing. Uh, Analytics has also has this. I, I don't remember the exact number. I believe they're ranked top three in DVOA in terms of run defense. So the run defense is very good. Their defensive line is playing at a high level. Uh, their linebackers are also playing at a very high level. The other thing that really stood out to me watching these games was just the turnovers. I don't know how they're getting so many turnovers, but they are just forcing tons of turnovers. You know, they're, they're punching the ball out. They're forcing fumbles. They're intercepting the ball. They're picking off tipped passes. I, I swear they're just practicing like the peanut punch and the tip drill, like every day in practice, because this is very much an opportunistic defense where they will stuff the run and they will force turnovers. Now, their pass defense is not good, where they're actually polar opposites. Their run defense is like top three. Pass defense is near the bottom of the league. I think I heard they were ranked somewhere around 29th in pass defense. Um, 
They do have some injuries, again, you know, with Blackman being out, Rocky Sin being out, and their corners aren't playing very well as is. So the pass defense isn't good. It's a bottom five pass defense. But in terms of turnover ratio, they're top five in turnover ratio. They're not turning the ball over. They're forcing a lot of turnovers. They're stuffing the run. Those are the things that they are very, very good at. So that's what they're really good at. or That's kind of the general overview that I got on defense was good defensive line play, good linebacker play, very good stopping the run, opportunistic, forcing fumbles, intercepting the ball, picking off tipped passes, not very good pass defense, but they're going to take, they're, they're very opportunistic and they will take advantage as soon as you mess up. Now, in terms of offense, the offense that I saw was interesting. It's It was very much explosives, and they seem to rely on explosives. So versus the Texans, uh, Carson Wentz had a 50-yard touchdown pass on a busted coverage. Jonathan Taylor, the running back, he had an 80-yard run. Now, Jonathan Taylor, um, I mentioned, now with in regards to the passing game, I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about the explosive passing game because they're missing T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell, two of their speedy deep threats, which leaves them with their number three wide receiver, Michael Pittman. He's more of a possession kind of physical receiver, not necessarily a deep threat. Now, their running back, Jonathan Taylor, They have a good running game, and not only do they have a good running game, their interior offensive line is very good. They have a very good center. Obviously, they have the all-pro left guard, Quentin Nelson. He's going to be back off the foot injury. Two main running backs that they have. Um, The two main running backs that they have, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. Jonathan Taylor is... Very explosive. He is... I had to actually look this up. His draft profile. This is only his uh, second year. He's 5'10", 225 pounds, and he ran a sub 4440. He is explosive. His three count, however, was around the 60th percentile at just over 7 seconds. Now, that's exactly what I saw on film. He's not necessarily a shifty, elusive running back. What he is, is a strong running back with build-up speed. And if he hits a gap or a hole and there's nobody to slow him down, he'll pick up speed and he will outrun you. He ran a 4.38, 4.39 at the Combine, and it shows. So we're going to need to make sure that we limit these explosive plays because the explosives are, are what really hung, uh, really stood out watching these games. Now, weaknesses of Jonathan Taylor. He's not the best third down back, not necessarily good pass catcher. If he can catch an easy screen pass, he's very dangerous because of his speed and his size and strength. However, he's not a super good pass catcher. There were multiple drop passes that I saw. 
But once he has the ball in his hands, if he has some space, he is very dangerous, very explosive. Uh, the other running back, Naheem Hines, he's more of an elusive third down back, uh, good catching out of the backfield, a little bit more elusive, kind of jittery. Uh, not, not necessarily jitterbug type, but much more elusive. Um, much more elusive. I'll just kind of leave it at that. So, uh, those were my general thoughts watching. Um, yeah, I mean... Let's see here. So Ravens game. Uh, here was another thing that stood out. Eric Fisher, their left tackle, he has definitely been a liability. He hasn't very good, hasn't been very good in terms of pass blocking. And I heard multiple false starts. The Colts should have won versus the Ravens. Uh, versus the Dolphins. More opportunity turnovers. Again, just opportunistic. That was the thing that really stood out. Versus the Titans. Again, another interception by Darius Leonard. Another interception off of a tip pass. Um, yeah, that, that's really the thing that stood out to me watching these games. Was this doesn't look like a bad 2-4 and four team. This looks like a 3-3 three and three team. Possibly a 4-2 and two team who has had very difficult matchups in their losses and the teams that they were supposed to be, they completely dominated. They aren't very good at consistently moving the ball down the field. They very much rely on explosive plays. So very, very big runs, very big passes. Carson Wentz is airing it out. I remember seeing multiple 30, 40, 50 yard passes. Again, the running backs, Explosive runs, 15, 20 yards. That Jonathan Taylor with the 80-yard run. I mean, he looks he looks like a almost like a cross between like a Derrick Henry and a Raheem Mostert. Like not quite as big as Henry and not quite as fast as Raheem Mostert. Uh, but just, you know, at at 225 pounds, 5'10, running a sub 4-4, he's a threat. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I got to admit, I really don't like this matchup. I really don't. Um, part of the reason is because of what I talked about in my last podcast in the sense of the Niners have shown me nothing that gives me confidence in what I'm going to get. I have zero confidence in what I'm going to get on offense uh, the team hasn't developed an identity. I know that we have a good defense, but in terms of offense, I have no idea what we're going to get. I don't know if we can keep up with them in terms of scoring. However, again, they are inconsistent. So, we know about the injuries, and we know what the Colts are good at. Again, they have bad passing defense, but a very good run defense, and very opportunistic they force a lot of turnovers, and they don't turn over the ball a lot. That's a winning formula. And again, they had two losses to two playoff teams that are very good. I guess three of them, and they should have won against the Ravens. After after re-watching that game, they really should have. So the weather is going to be an interesting factor in this game. The current forecast is that it's going to be raining basically all Sunday. And stormy. 
And by stormy, I mean 10 to 20 mile an hour winds consistently with gusts up to 50 miles an hour. I will say this is the one place I I do think that the matchup that we have an advantage in is in the passing game. And here's why. When you look at our offense versus their defense, they have a very good run defense. Our run game is what we're going to rely on. I really don't like that. However, Jimmy Garoppolo... When he is at his best, he's best short and intermediate. Debo Samuel is very good after the catch. With winds like that, with rain like that, I don't expect there to be a whole lot of deep passes. I expect most of the passes on Sunday to be short, to be quick game, to be a play action that's maybe 10 or 15 or 20 yards. I don't expect anyone to really be airing the ball out deep 20, 30, 40 yards in this game. This is probably going to look a lot like the game that we played at the football team in 2019 where it was like the mud bowl, you know, the rain game where we ended the game with Nick Bosa doing a Superman slide across the field after sacking Case Keenum and uh, us winning the game. I think it was like nine to zero, just a sloppy, wet game. This might be something like that, although our field is not nearly as trash as the football teams. So I do think that we have an advantage in the passing game in that sense. Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing very well. I think I've been fairly vocal about that. So I will say that Jimmy really needs to step up this game. Now, in terms of defense... Uh, their defense versus our offense. Again, I do have concerns about the run game. We are going to need a very good run game. It's going to be a difficult game. I have a feeling this is going to be a low scoring in the trenches kind of game. They have a very good run defense. It's going to be difficult to run the ball. They don't have a good pass defense. We don't have a great quarterback, but he is at least good on play action and he is at least good at short and intermediate passes over the middle. And chances are, is that's all we're really going to be able to do. Now the Colts, their offense versus our defense, they primarily rely on explosive plays. If there's one thing that the Niners have been good at, it's in stopping explosive plays. I don't expect them to have very many explosive passing plays. Again, if you're having 20 mile an hour winds, 50 mile an hour gusts, and you're without your top two deep threat wide receivers, it's going to be very difficult to have a deep passing game. I just don't see that really happening. On top of that, again, their offensive tackles, it's it's not pretty. Uh, Their left tackle, Eric Fisher, I don't know if you remember, but he was with the Chiefs and Nick Bosa was destroying him throughout the Super Bowl for most of the game. He was holding and then not getting called. And the right tackle is also going to be out. So they've got a backup right tackle and they've got a very bad left tackle. So that is one thing that we are going to need to exploit. 
That's one another reason why I don't think that Wentz is going to be able to have very many explosive passing plays because Nick Bosa is playing out of his mind and they have a bad left tackle and a bad right tackle. And our edge defenders are very good. Now, in terms of their run game, this is my concern. We're without Kinlaw, we're without Hurst, which leaves our defensive tackles as DJ Jones, who's very good. I really like DJ Jones. He's great in the run game. He's a, he's a good pass rusher, underrated pass rusher, in my opinion. Very good run stuffer. But after that, our defensive tackles don't look good. We've got Zach Kerr, who's been inactive and sporadic. He's the veteran. We've got Contavious Street, who is a solid three-tech pass rusher, but a bad run defender. And I'm trying to think of who else we have at defensive tackle. Uh, maybe Darian Daniels, if they promote him. Uh, Eric Armstead is probably primarily going to be playing on the edge. Uh, if he's not playing on the edge, they'll kick him inside and put Ford or Ibukum or Arden Key as the other, as the outside edge. So I don't really like our defensive tackle versus their interior. And that's kind of my main concern is, again, if this is going to be a ground and pound game, if their interior offensive line is able to impose their will on our interior defensive line, we're going to need a really, really good game from Fred Warner and Aziz al and whoever else is at linebacker to not allow those explosive run plays. Because watching these games, their running backs were either getting two or three yards or they were getting 20. If we can prevent those explosive run plays then I think we've got a legitimate chance. So this is going to be pretty short. I just want to review uh, keys to the game and how we can win. And again, I honestly, I really don't like this matchup. From what I've seen from the Niners in the first five games, I really feel like we have a top 10 defense and we limit explosive plays and they're being coached extremely well. But on the offensive side, I do I just I don't have any trust in what they've done. I really hope that coming off of this bye week, they've fixed whatever problems they have and they have come up with a very good game plan and they execute the game plan. If they have a very good game plan and they execute, like I said, I believe that this 49ers team can compete against anybody. But so far, they haven't shown that they can execute properly and that's why I'm nervous. And this is a very important game. If we lose this, we're 2-4, and four, we're at the bottom of our division, and the playoffs look very difficult at that point. If we win this game, we're 3-3, three and three, and we're right back in it for a wild card position. So this is a very important game. So, keys to the game. So here's the main keys and the main players. First key, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa versus the left tackle. We need sacks and we need tackles for loss. Nick Bosa has been playing incredible. Carson Wentz does have a tendency to hold on to the ball. He's a tall, big, strong guy with a big arm and he likes to use those traits. 
he has so far looked pretty good in terms of maneuvering the pocket, knowing when to throw it away, throwing it away quickly when he's under pressure, getting it to his checkdowns. But you know what? He hasn't faced a Nick Bosa yet. So I want Nick Bosa wrecking his blind side, forcing sacks and tackles for loss. If we can get them behind the chains, force three and outs, then that'll allow us to control the clock. So that's my first key to the game. Nick Bosa destroying that left side, sacking Carson Wentz, getting tackles for loss, keeping them behind the chains. The next key to the game are defensive tackles and our linebackers. It's going to be a very difficult game for them. We need DJ Jones to have a very good game. We need whoever else is playing defensive tackle to have a solid game. Our linebackers need to have a good game. They need to slow down Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is not a super elusive running back. He's he's very muscular and he very much has build-up speed and not a lot of change of direction. If you allow him, if if you're allowing yourself to get blown off of, you know, your gap to where there's a big hole there, he hits that hole, he could be gone for 30, 40, 50 yards. So I need our defensive tackles, you know, DJ Jones, Zach Care, whoever else is playing defensive tackle, you got to anchor. You can't allow wide gaps up the middle for Jonathan Taylor to start getting that, you know, getting his train going. He gets that locomotion going and he's got that buildup speed. He can get sub 4-4 fast and before you know it, he could be gone. And we need to limit those explosive plays. At the linebacker level, same thing. Fit your gaps, fit your assignments, tackle. Tackling is going to be extremely important. You got to slow these guys down. You got to swarm. You got to swarm to the tackle, slow them down. Don't allow them to get by you without at the very least slowing them down so the next guy can get them. Because these running backs, they have speed. Uh, The next key to the game, Jimmy Garoppolo and the play-action passing game. We're going to need a better Jimmy. I've been vocal. Jimmy needs to be better. I've been disappointed with Jimmy's play uh, so far this season. He needs to be better. And... If he plays the way that he's played in his first four games, I don't know if we can win this game because he hasn't played well. He's been turnover prone. And this team, again, is opportunistic. Jimmy needs to have a very good game. I don't need him to have 300 passing yards. What I need him to do is be efficient on third down. I need him to be good in the play action passing. And I need him to not throw dangerous turnover-worthy plays, uh, turnover-worthy throws, and don't fumble the ball. Again, I'm not asking for a big game from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be really wet, really rainy. It's going to be windy. I don't expect Jimmy to have a 300-yard game. I'm 100% okay if Jimmy has under a 200-yard game 
as long as he's good on third down and he doesn't have more than one turnover. That That's the limit this week. You get one turnover, Jimmy. One. That's it. If you have more than one turnover, I don't think we can win this game. Because, again, they are very turnover opportunistic. And I bet they're licking their chops just thinking like, hey, Jimmy's probably going to throw us three interceptions. So Jimmy needs to have a good game. He needs to be good on the play action passes. And again, just be efficient. Just be efficient on third down. Be accurate, you know, inside those 10, 15 yards. Just, that's all we're needing. We don't need Jimmy to try and air the ball out when the wind is blowing and the rain is coming down. I just need an efficient Jimmy G enough so that we can win this game. All right? So a good Jimmy. I want a good Jimmy. I don't need hero ball. Just don't do turnovers, efficient on third down, efficient on play action passes. The next two players, Debo and Elijah Mitchell. Debo Samuel, I have a feeling he's going to be catching most of the short passes. Uh, Also, we're probably going to see a good bit of Muhammad Sanu, I would guess, since he seems to be our possession slot receiver. And we're going to need yards after catch. I want to see at least one explosive play from Debo. I want to see a play where we do a play action pass. He hits a slant or a crosser or something, you know, like a a short crossing route over the middle. And he takes it and runs with it for 30, 40, 50 yards. We need some big plays from Debo. Again, he's not going to be catching a lot of deep passes. We're going to have to rely on his yards after catch. Elijah Mitchell, we're going to need a really good game from Elijah Mitchell. Uh, This is a game where I think we're going to have to attack the edges. Again, their defensive line is very good. Their linebackers are very good. They're fast. They're physical. The only weaknesses are really primarily in in their secondary. However, if we can get far enough on the edge and force their corners to try and tackle you know, our Elijah Mitchells and so forth. I think that works to our advantage. So we're going to need a good game from the running backs. The next key to the game, protect the ball. We must protect the ball. Again, rain, wind, we've had too many turnovers, a bad turnover differential, and we're going against a team who is very opportunistic, lots of interceptions, lots of forced fumbles, They have one of the best turnover ratios in the NFL. We have one of the worst. We need to protect the ball. The other thing is limiting explosives. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of explosive passing plays on either side, but we definitely need to limit the explosive running plays, especially from Jonathan Taylor. Again, you get a guy 225 pounds, you know, running downhill at a sub 4-4 speed, you miss a tackle, he could be gone. We got to limit that. The other big thing is no defensive pass interferences. Please. This has been something that has killed us in previous games is whoever it is, whether it's Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, even 
freaking Jalen Hurts. You know, they they see who we have at corner. They know that our corners are a little bit overly physical at times. And they'll throw deep. And they'll throw deep expecting not to make the pass, but expecting a pass interference. Carson Wentz throws deep. He likes to go deep. That is that is his thing. Go deep, explosive passing plays. Please, don't give him a free 20 or 30 yards on a defensive pass interference. That's a big key. Um, we, we can't give that up. The other key is just third down and red zone. Third down and red zone because, i got to be honest, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of kicking in this game. I don't think, because of the weather, because we have a backup kicker, I don't expect us to be making very many kicks past probably 40 yards. So we need to have, we need to be very good on third down, converting third downs, and in the red zone. I, I... I expect this to be lowest scoring game. Normally in a low scoring game, you should be willing to take the field goals, but I don't think that field goals are going to be happening this game. If it's past like 35 or 40 yards, I don't think we're going to be attempting a field goal just based on the weather and based on us having a backup kicker. So how do we win? How do we win this game tonight? Sunday night football. Again, a few key things. We need to impose the run game. They have a very good run game defense. We need to impose our run game. This team is built on the identity of a run game, outside zone running, inside power, inside zone, play action passing. That's what this team is built on. We need to say, we're going to run the ball. And even if it's not entirely working, we're going to run the ball. And we're going to run it until it works. We also need to be good with the play-action passing. We need to limit the explosive plays that they get on offense. We need to limit our own turnovers. And again, sack Carson Wentz. If we can sack Carson Wentz and get tackles for a loss, we can force them into three and outs, and then we can control the ball, control the clock. So, um, yeah, get ready for a game tonight. It's going to be fun. I hope that you enjoy the rest of Football Sunday. I apologize for getting this out so late, but uh, it should be a good game. I really hope that we win. I can see how we can win. Again, if, if we do the right things, if they corrected the things that they kept messing up over the bye week, we can win this game. We can beat this Colts team. I don't like the matchup, but I know that we can win. And I hope that the team over this past bye week has figured out what was wrong. They come in. They have a good game plan. They execute. They impose their will. And they get us a win. And then we're able to come back here on Monday with a W. So... I'm going to get out. I hope that you enjoyed. Like, subscribe, comment. Have an awesome Sunday. Enjoy the glorious thing that is Sunday football. Enjoy Sunday night football. Go Niners. Let's beat the Colts. I'll catch you next time.